WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Uh, this is Impact Exposure. I want to thank you for joining us. We've got a uh, full plate tonight. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll be speaking with uh, some folks from the uh, Vagina Monologues, which is uh, coming up rapidly at the end of this weekend, actually, uh, on campus, as well as uh, some representatives from Inventors Day, uh, Dia de la Muera Conference. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, MSU Museum, they've got a chocolate benefit party. I'm curious to find out what that's all about, and so we'll, we'll definitely delve into that as well. And uh, in addition to all that, Spartans Against Drunk Driving will be in here, so definitely a full show lined up for you uh, all this hour. But uh, right now we're sitting down with uh, Mary, who's here from uh, uh, Department of Theater, to talk about uh, Dance Fest 2008. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by. Thanks for having me. Well, certainly now. Dance Fest 2008, What what is it? Um, Dance Fest is this year's... MSU Repertory Dance Concert, um, presented by the Michigan State Department of Theater. Mm-hmm. And it basically features the performance of commissioned new dances um, from guest choreographers. So. Okay, so you've got different folks coming in with mm-hmm. their own kind of interpretation of what dance is. Is that right? Or um, Yeah, kind of. There's... Um, there's a few different group pieces from just different choreographers, and they have really all have their own their own take on things and their own movement signature. So it's really a big variety. Cool. Now you, you're a dancer in this, is that right? Yes, I am. So now, are you working with with one piece or different pieces? I am in two pieces. Okay, and with now two different choreographers. So what sort of dance uh, are, are we looking at here? I mean, of course, that's a pretty broad term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's tough to put um, a label on it, really. Mm-hmm. But I guess I would call it like contemporary modern um because it's it's kind of a blend of a lot of different styles and all mashed together. I see. So you're you're definitely it's not just like now we're doing ballet, now right, we're doing yeah. tap, it's mixing. Yeah. yeah, they're all I would say they're all kind of in the same range, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well now so what the two pieces you're working on, uh what what exactly are they all about? Um well one of them is with uh choreographer from Baltimore and this piece is it's kind of about humanity and human rights mm. um so it's really interesting and he's actually also performing a solo oh. in the concert one of his own signature solos and my the other piece that I'm in I don't really know how to describe <laughs> it it defies classification <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they don't all have exact meanings necessarily mm. Um, it just kind of like evokes a mood. Um, and with that choreographer, she is also doing a solo in the performance as well. Oh, okay. So, you have, so not, you're, people aren't just choreo- choreographing, I guess. They're, they're getting involved, too. Right, yeah. Just those two are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, what, uh, what sort of styles do you like to work in most? I mean, you mentioned this is kind of a blend. Like, what, what exactly is going on here that got you involved? Um, well, I was classically trained as in ballet hmm. originally but i've really done it all i like everything yeah so I, what what exactly i mean you, you what what styles are you mixing in the, in the pieces oh, that you're in in this yeah. um well modern historically started off as kind of breaking the boundaries of ballet and hmm. the more classical styles but it's um really become really i would say has ballet background but also jazz influence mm. and modern influence and 
Sort of like how jazz broke the rules of classical music, yeah. and this is doing the same kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like that. Huh. Mm-hmm. So then, so you're you're mixing jazz, uh, sort of. You're mix. You said modern. You're kind of. It's it's mm-hmm. comprised of what jazz and what else gets um, thrown in there. I mean, it's his own thing too, mm-hmm. but um, kind of like some of them have kind of club dancing almost. Oh. As if you dance if you went Very out with modern, your friends. Then. Yeah. yeah, I mean a little <laughs> bit of that type of influence. I see. Yeah. So now you mentioned one of the pieces that you're involved in, uh, the sort of the theme is, is human rights. Mm-hmm. Is that, how do you how do you interpret human rights in dance? I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be just as difficult yeah. to explain it, but I mean, give us an idea. I mean, it's it's a lot in the choreographic process of him creating it and teaching it to us the way he talks about it. Um, we do a lot of like witnessing one another and a lot of mm-hmm. communication between the dancers um, on stage. And there's also a lot of um, set design things going on, too. We have text and video footage and all sorts of things, pictures. Wow. So now, and so you mentioned you're involved in two pieces. I mean, mm-hmm. how many how many different, uh, is it sets? I'm not sure what um, <laughs> the term yeah. I'm looking at here. <laughs> um, I mean, is it, there's, there, I'm sure there's multiple ones throughout the night. Yeah, there's, night. there's seven through the night. Oh, okay. And two of those are solo, and the rest are group pieces. I see. And mm-hmm. you've got this going on multiple nights, it looks like. Uh, the 21st, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of this month. And, one night, and of course, on, on the Saturday there, you've got two shows in one day. Yep. Uh, now, are, are, you said there's seven altogether in, for each show. Are these the same seven each, each yes. performance? Yeah. Okay. But, of course, there's got to be a little bit of variation on each one, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, things never go exactly the yeah, same way. That's, that, that's live theater, I suppose. <laughs> right. uh, so, I mean... Is that the exciting part for you? What really kind of gets you excited about a performance, like this many performances? Oh, well, we're really just excited to get it on stage. We've been working on it since September, October, so it's been a long process. And these are all brand new works, like I said, so it's really exciting to get them out there. And Sure. And you mentioned some of these are, are, are group pieces as well. Is mm-hmm. this you know a couple of people or is it a, a large ensemble? How many people are we talking? In each piece? Yeah, or just, you know, for each um, one, yeah. For each one, I'd probably around eight-ish oh, wow. or more or less. So it's pretty pretty there. large ensemble cast yeah, for each yeah. one. And are they dealing with different themes? You mentioned uh, human rights for one mm-hmm. of the ones that you're in. Are there different themes for all of them? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would say there's a different intent behind each one. I don't necessarily know all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's more of a personal thing. Sometimes the choreographer wants it known. But there's, yeah, there's definitely different things going on with each one. I see. And uh, now is there an overall theme for the for each night, or is this just a, a sort of a collaboration? Yeah, just sort of a collaboration. I see. Mm-hmm. So now, is there something that, and this is obviously Dance Fest 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of many that we've had over the years, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like. Uh, I mean, is there something new that's that's being added to this year, something that, that's going to be tried out that hasn't been in the previous Dance Fest, anything yeah, like well, something interesting about this year is, like I said, they're all brand new pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the group pieces are, at least, which is new because lots of times choreographers will come with something they've set on a different cast before. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to go through the choreographic process with them and, and learn how they're, how they're really putting this all together. I see. And, and what, have, what have you learned from that kind of process? Because it sounds a little more unique. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you're not kind of re- you know, resting on... On, on previous success, I suppose. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you learn from trying something new like that? Oh, you learn a lot. It, it teaches you a lot more for when you're performing it, too. You really come to understand what the intent of all the movement is and what the intent of 
of why you're doing what you're doing because mm. they really they really have to explain it since it's the first time they're doing it. Well, how does it feel to to take something very personal from a choreographer and then sort of interpret it yourself? I mean, I'm assuming that it's it's like any kind of you know art where someone creates it from something that they feel inside, and then it's up to you to interpret that. How does that feel? Um, it feels pretty. It feels pretty natural right mm. now, um, especially in the one that I was talking about that has to do a lot with humanity. We've we've taken a lot of time to talk about it. We talk about current events and what's going on and human rights and what we think about it. So it that one feels pretty natural. And I think that it's really going to be a position for the audience to mm -hmm. see how they feel about it and what they take each piece as. Excellent. Well, uh, we're running a little bit low on time, but <laughs> anything else you'd like to, to leave people with as far as uh, Dance Fest is concerned? It's going to be a great show. Excellent. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that's assured. So, of course, uh, again, Dance Fest 2008 coming up at the uh, near the end of this month, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 21st through the 24th. Uh, Showtimes, uh, let's see, 7.30 on Thursday, 8 on Friday, 2 and 8 on Saturday, and uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday over at the uh, Fairchild Theater at the Auditorium. And of course, tickets are available WhartonCenter.com uh, Mary, thanks so much for uh, stopping by. Thank you. Alright, and we'll uh, take a short break. We'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Prime where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, we are back with more exposure. We were just speaking with uh, Mary, uh, talking about Dance Fest 2008. Of course, that's coming up at the end of this month. And uh, in case you missed any of that interview, all of our uh, interviews are, of course, podcast on uh, impact89fm.org. And more information on Dance Fest can be found at the Wharton Center's website at wartoncenter.com. Switching gears now, uh, we're sitting down with uh, Laura from the MSU Museum. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, it's cold to be here, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now you've got a uh, chocolate party coming that's right, up. That's right. What exactly is it? chocolate party oh it's a labor of love <laughs> um, this is actually our 19th annual chocolate party benefit oh. um, which supports care and preservation of the msu museum's collections so it we basically fill the kellogg center um, big 10 rooms with chocolate in liquid and solid form Man. so imagine that yeah, yeah exactly you're, mm -hmm. you're gonna get a lot of people there yeah, I, can, I, can, yeah. I can just bet i mean now of course this is the 19th one you've done you mm -hmm. said I mean, have you seen it grow over time? Or? Definitely, it has grown. And one of the unique things about this event is it's a professional culinary competition. Mm. So you really get some serious and, you know, just exquisitely talented pastry chefs. 
um, and and literally people that sculpt out of chocolate and do some pretty spectacular things. Yeah. So it's, it's I mean it sounds pretty artistic as well, not definitely. just you know get a chance to definitely. eat chocolate. <laughs> definitely. Well, every year we have a different theme to kind cool. of inspire the chefs, so that always gets people you know with their creative juices flowing and they they just go wild. So, so I have so, to ask, what is this year's theme? <laughs> well, this year's theme uh, was inspired by the movie Ratatouille. Oh, and actually um, the Food Network did a, a cartoon cake challenge, which was hugely successful. Mm. So we kind of thought that would be a, a good one to jump on and people could really have some fun with that. So it's going to be Ratatouille that, you know, celebrates just the, the inspiration and perseverance, perseverance in the kitchen. Sure. Now, is there, does that mean there's a French theme going on? or Possibly, yeah. Okay. That's so just one of the fun things there. about this event is just to see, you know, what wild directions people take it in. Very mm-hmm. cool. You mentioned, of course, it's liquid solid form. Mm-hmm. I'm, now, I have to ask, I've seen uh, different, you know, food uh, you know, events with, with the big fountain mm-hmm. going on. Is is that something people can expect? Usually we have both um, white and dark chocolate fountains. Oh, wow. So I'm looking forward to that. And people <laughs> dip everything from Nutter Butters to marshmallows to pineapple, you name it. Wow. And mm-hmm. this is, now this is coming up uh, Saturday, February 24th. Sunday. So, excuse me. Sunday. You're right. Sunday. Right. Sunday 24th, mm-hmm. uh, February 24th, one thirty to 3.30 over mm-hmm. at the Kellogg Hotel and Conference Center. So this, this benefits the MSU Museum? That's right. And we, we always bring some collections to show people what, what this event is for. So we'll bring some examples from our culinary collections, mm-hmm. um, as well as some of our natural history collections, so people can see um, how we collect and steward and preserve the collections for display now and for researchers and for use in future generations. Excellent. Now, mm-hmm. uh, so how, how exactly does that work, just out of curiosity? Uh, what, what does go into preserving these collections? Well... This event in particular, which supports um, care and preservation of the the collections, um, usually the funds are used for um, buying collections cabinets, Mm. which uh, protect the collections from temperature, light, humidity, and and that sort of thing, just the ravages of time. So they're they're really some heavy-duty cabinets, and we'll, we'll have some examples of that so people can see. Sure, yeah. It's a great way to appreciate yeah, the museum yeah. and uh, appreciate chocolate as well, which, of Definitely. course, uh, for those of you listening, uh, can't see, but uh, you brought me some delicious treats, too. <laughs> oh, so. thought, yeah, nothing like talking with your mouth full. Exactly, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, believe me, these won't last much longer after the show is over. But uh, uh, now, the, the folks you've got coming in for the for the chocolate party, mm-hmm. are these uh, are these Michigan chefs? Are these people from elsewhere? They're from all over Michigan. We okay. have a, a diehard contingent that always competes from the Amway Grand and Grand Rapids. Mm. And I understand um, we also have some chefs that are coming from the new JW Marriott that just opened in Grand Rapids. We've got some from Metro Detroit, some here locally, so all wow. over. Wow, and then this is a chance for them to come compete or yeah. just yeah. network? Yeah, to come Let's... compete, to network. Um, there are medals and cash prizes. Oh. And doing events like this is one of the ways that um, chefs can kind of build their credentials. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not unusual for them to compete in you know 10 to 15 events per year. Excellent. So now exactly... Uh, you mentioned that the the, the funds benefit uh, pr- preservation. Uh, mm-hmm. is, are there other uh, events that you have throughout the year that benefit other aspects of the museum? Definitely, or? yeah. We do our Dinosaur Dash in the fall, so oh, yeah. we're all about health and fitness in the fall. <laughs> yeah, and that event um, supports our educational programs. Oh, okay. We're home to the area's only full-mounted dinosaur casts, so a lot of people know us for the Stegosaurus and the Allosaurus and our T-Rex, and so we have a lot of die-hard you know, running enthusiasts and museum supporters that come out for that. Then um, we roll on into the spring, and we have a wine tasting benefit. Mm. So that's you know another kind of labor of love too. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, the dinosaur dash, wine, and, and mm-hmm. chocolate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are covering yeah, all the good all the bases. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, so now, does, who exactly are you looking to to attract with the MSU? Uh, or excuse me, with the, uh, the the chocolate party? Is this students? Is this everybody? 
It's really quite a mix. Yeah, okay. you'd, you'd be really surprised. It's it's quite a nice mix of, you know, people that just want to come out and support the museum and then mm-hmm. people who love chocolate. So yeah. it's, you know, it's it's a high energy room, that's for sure. I don't think you'll have trouble finding those, that's for, right. those sorts of people. That's right. <laughs> so now, uh, what, what were some, some of the previous year's themes? I'm curious, you mentioned this year's theme is right, Ratatouille. That's a good question. Well, last year was our 150th anniversary at the museum. So we used anniversaries and milestones as the theme. And mm. we had everything from, you know, uh, a space shuttle and a rocket ship, you know, kind of looking at the milestone of, of space travel. Um, one year, we, we try to tie the uh, themes into our exhibits a lot of times. So one year, we had an exhibit on movie posters. So we had a movie theme and, you know, we had film reels and a Charlie Chaplin, you know, kind of top hat and sure. and some things like that. Um, then we had a, an exhibit about fairs in America and, and we had one competitor that built a Ferris wheel. So oh, wow. some, yeah, some pretty ambitious stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. not to give anything away, but it, yeah, have you seen what people are working on uh, so far? Or well, we have this masterpiece category. So that's where the really, really, you know, ambitious showy, um, kind of display, um, projects are done. So, uh, we've got a lot that, that mention Ratatouille, um, and, and the kitchen. So, mm-hmm. You know, that's about all I know. So oh, okay. I'll be, you know, just as interested as everyone else to see how they sure. take it. Now, is it, and I'm assuming a lot of the things that people have on display are available for sample. And that's that sort right. Of thing? That's that's one of the criteria that it it's all edible. Okay. So they um, they're judged on their use of chocolate, the taste and consistency, um, and then also the presentation and display. So hmm. wow. all of those go into it. So is that safe to say that the uh, the spaceship and the Ferris wheel from previous years those have been those yeah those have too? been kind of the showstoppers. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what happens? You know, come the end of the show, do they? I mean, I hate to see something like that get broken <laughs> up, but is that is that what well, happens? Well, what some people do is. Um, they save the sculpture, but then they have kind of a smaller piece that they'll oh. cut into for samples. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, for some yeah. of them, they like to take it back to their hotel or their restaurant and sure. display it a little bit longer yeah, after I mean, all that effort. Spend, went exactly, it. yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned the Food Network has, has, uh, has, has was it, did you say they've sponsored this or they've, they've worked, they, they've highlighted this? They have a similar sort of competition. Oh, okay. And they did cartoon cakes this and year. And were they, are they stealing this idea from you or? <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly. Not exactly. Okay. I mean, it's amazing how many competitions there yeah. are. You could, you know, you could almost literally make a career out of, you know, doing nothing but competitions. A lot of trial it. and error goes into these. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just running a little bit low on time here, sure. but uh, what, what would you like to leave people with as far as uh, chocolate party? Well, is learn concerned? more at our website. It's museum.msu.edu. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, of course, uh, the Chocolate Benefit Party coming up uh, Sunday, February 24th, from 1.30 to 3.30 over at the uh, Kellogg Hotel and Conference Center. Of course, it's all benefiting the MSU Museum. Uh, lots of great uh, exhibits there on uh, on display as well. And, of course, also on display at the uh, at the party itself. So, uh, Laura, thanks so much for stopping by and telling great. us all about it. You bet. All right. And we're going to take another short break. Back with more uh, impact exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. 
For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. And we are back with more Exposure. We were just uh, speaking with Laura from the uh, MSU Museum talking about uh, Chocolate Day. Of course, uh, uh, lots of great information there available on our website at impact89fm.org. Just click on the podcast and uh, you'll be able to check out any of that in case you just joined us. Uh, moving on right along here in this brisk night, uh, to, we're sitting down with uh, Kristen and Alex here to talk about uh, Inventors Day. Uh, thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Well, now go ahead and give us an idea about what the, what the event's all about. Um, we uh, got a pretty generous grant from the Prima Civitas Foundation to hold a, uh, a one-day conference around the um, biofuel and bioeconomy in Michigan, the biofuel uh, supply chain. Um, and so we're we're kind of just doing a day thing in uh, in April, Friday, April 11th, um, trying to get some students out and present on their their research and innovations mm-hmm. um, from a bunch of different disciplines. Any any university student, undergrad, graduate, postgraduate um, from the state of Michigan that's got ideas about um, how to get biofuels and how to expand the biofuel economy within Michigan. Hmm. So is this a, sort of a contest? Is it more of a seminar? What what sort of event are we looking at? Actually, it is a contest. We're inviting, like Alex said, we're inviting students from all over the state to submit their proposals. And then those proposals are due March 14th by 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, then once we receive those proposals, we'll go through all of them and we'll pick the top five to give a full presentation um, we're going to be inviting a lot of industry experts, government policymakers, um, university researchers, even uh, venture capital firms and stuff to come and view these presentations and see, you know, these innovative ideas the kids are coming up with. And these top five presenters will ha- win a $1,000 cash prize, actually. Wow. So, But all the other students that submit proposals will still be invited to participate in a poster presentation later in the afternoon. So they'll still get to, you know, network with all the all of our other invitees and present their um, you know ideas and inventions as well. They got the, so. uh, they got the fame but not the fortune, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, what, what? Why the why the issue of biofuels and alternative energy? What's what's the importance of that for uh, for Inventors Day? Um, you know, if you listen to the state of the state address, Governor Granholm's really talking about. Um, you know, we're looking at Michigan's economy and we're trying to figure out, you know, how do we get us back on track? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about job creation. We're talking about national security. We're just talking about the state of Michigan becoming more of a energized player in both the region and in the country. And one thing, uh, one thing we do is, um, and we do well in Michigan is our resources, agriculture, um, the value add we get from, from the crops that we grow, from our workforce, our highly manufacturing workforce, um, the resources of factories from the big three. Mm. Uh, Michigan is just is, is in a great place to start to maybe, you know, maybe exploit isn't the word, but really to take great advantage of the resources that we have. Um, and bringing biofuel in is one thing that is just, it's an absolute um, necessity. You know, mm-hmm. There are some companies that are predicting, in fact, one oil company, the Royal, Royal Dutch Shell Oil Company, is predicting that by 2150, um, uh, you know, uh, the world fossil fuel supply will be gone. And so at mm-hmm. that, you know, at that point, we're going to, if we haven't done so already, we'll be sitting on our hands <laughs> going, well, now where are we? Right. Michigan's strategically placed to take advantage of its resources and uh, biofuel in terms of corn and ethanol and the production there. Um, we can hit the agriculture base. 
we can hit the production side, and uh, and the Michigan would just be a great player in terms of uh, commercializability of that and getting it into cars. Mm. Yeah, not to mention another great resource, um, of course, in Michigan is its universities, mm. and you know that's part of what we're trying to do here is create those university and industry linkages and bring industry into you know the Michigan State arena, and but also you know meeting students from all over to really start that um, those discussions about how we can really propel this forward. So. Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned Shell, of course, one of the big uh, the heaviest hitters of, of all the oil companies. I mean, have you have you found any you know interest coming in from from companies like that? Because you, you mentioned you know by by twenty one fifty, they're we're gonna really gonna need to have it a, a plan B basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's in their best interest to diversify. Have you gotten attention from from folks like that? Um, you know, uh, we're we're still soliciting um, uh, involvement from a lot of the oil companies and stuff. But you know, it's actually interesting to see, like even Meyer, um, hmm. a corporation that has some some uh, you know gas stations that has some maybe small part in this industry. You know, in Michigan alone, they're uh, among the the leading. Um, producers, uh, or I should say marketers, of, of ethanol gas. So, you know, what we're not seeing maybe from some of the companies yet, we're seeing from others. So, um, you know, maybe maybe we're not seeing them as much as we'd like to. Hopefully this will be an opportunity for them to get involved and see what's going on in the state of Michigan. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, if you're bringing this to, to people's doorsteps, I mean, you can't really avoid, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's got to attract some attention. Exactly. Now, uh, you, of course, we, you mentioned about biofuels. Are, are, is there... Is there also a place for other forms of alternative energies, solar, wind, things like that? Or are you focusing strictly on, uh, like, ethanol and, and those sorts of energies? Um, our, I mean, it is a big focus, a big push toward working towards ethanol, cellulosic, um, biodiesel, stuff like that. But we are actually accepting proposals for alternative energy um, ideas as well, such mm-hmm. as wind and solar and stuff like that. So. And so what sort of submissions are you looking for from people? Is this just like like ideas or practical, like I can make this happen kind of uh, submissions? What, what exactly are you hoping to get from folks? Uh, you know what? We would love to see uh, 150 students come with, with research and with uh, actual inventions that they want to get patented. I mean, that would be <laughs> the new engine. We would go, oh, <laughs> no emissions. See, we told you students are doing things. Um, the reality, though, is especially, I think, from undergraduates, we're going to get a lot more ideas. You know, things where um, you've got students who are, you know, uh, engineering students. You're going to get biomedical students. You're going to get kids, um, honors college. You might get professorial assistants who have just said, you know, this is an idea that I want to kind of move around in, and i got professors that are supporting me, and I'd like to just, you know, maybe kind of present this and say, hey, I'm not looking for a $1,000 prize. I'm not looking to make a huge presentation, uh, but I am looking for a little bit of feedback based on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, for my grad students or our post-grads, you know, I think those are the, I think those are the students that are going to come in and go, you know, I, I thought about this in undergrad, you know, maybe took a year off, did a fellowship, did an internship. I'm back now, and this is what I'm going to get my PhD in, and this is a huge thing that I'm looking at. And really, at this point, I just need some funding. Sure. So I think, um, you know, in terms of our proposals, we want to know what students are already doing, um, what do they need more help in kind of, you know, maybe they, maybe they, they know they need to ask some questions, they don't know what those questions are. Or they have some questions, but they don't know who to ask them to. Mm-hmm. You know, so we want to we just, we want to start the networking process. We want to we kind of help that research process on its legs. So anyone, any student um, from any university in any major, any field, you know, they're the ones we're urging to say, hey, shoot us your ideas, let us mm-hmm. know, what are you doing, and, and we'll tell you, you know, what day, what time, and here's lunch. Sure. Well, now, of course, uh, just a quick summary uh, for those dates and times. Uh, you've, now, March 14th is when all the, the proposals are due. Mm-hmm. That's correct? Mm-hmm. And those can be sent to inventorsday at gmail.com. Excellent. And then, and then what, what sort of form? Is it just a, like a document, just shoot it over? Or? Um, yep. I think two-page proposal is okay. what we decided. And, uh, yeah, just shoot it on over in an email. And then we'll, we'll have a very quick turnaround on uh, notifying 
um, the presenters that they've been accepted and I mean, I, I'm, you know, we should, we're looking obviously for the name, um, what university students are involved in, uh, what level, what class they're in, mm-hmm. um, maybe even their, their concentration or field of study. And then just a basic description of, of, you know, their idea or their invention or their innovative, you know, thought process or the research they're doing. Um, just an explanation and, and maybe how it's going to tie into either the biofuel supply chain, and that's, you know, field, um, refinery, the production end, and then the commercialized end. Mm-hmm. Um, or the alternative energy spectrum, if that's, you know, an area they're more closely related to. And then what kind of value add we're going to get out of that? You know, how is it going to help the state of Michigan, or, or how do they expect to maybe see that work? Or And including, you know, what questions do you have and how would they benefit sure. from the weekend? You know, that's kind of what we're looking at, about two pages that we can sift through and say, okay, this is kind of where we're going from here. People can squeeze all that into two pages. I'm sure it's definitely yeah, right, worth their time. Right, right. <laughs> Use 10-point font. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're just running a bit short on time, but uh, I want to thank you guys for stopping by. And again, of course, proposals due for that uh, March 14th at inventorsday at gmail.com. Of course, no apostrophe in inventors. Uh, and the uh, Inventors Day, the big event, uh, April 11th, Friday, April 11th, 9 a.m. to uh, 2 p.m., is that right? Yep, 8.30 is registration, and we start at 9. Cool, cool. And uh, got a pretty long uh, email address, but I'll just say if you just Google Inventors Day at MSU, It'll pop right up. So, uh, again, Chris and Alex, thank you much for, uh, some, for coming by. Thanks thank you. All right, we're going to take a short break again. We'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, we are back with more Impact Exposure on this very brisk evening. Uh, we just, we're chatting with uh, Kristen and Alex, uh, talking about Inventors Day, a great way to uh, sort of explore new ideas about biofuels and alternative energy here at MSU. Uh, of course, more information on that can be found uh, just by Googling Inventors Day at MSU or by emailing inventorsday at gmail.com. Uh, moving right along, we're sitting down talking about uh, Spartans Against Drug Driving. So uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves and say hi to everybody. Hi, I'm Lindsay Glaff. I'm the advertising coordinator of the group. Hi, I'm uh, Mike Berkowitz, and I'm the vice president of the group. Excellent. Now, of course, we've all heard of uh, Mothers Against Drug Driving. Is this sort of the, the student uh, Spartan equivalent, or mm-hmm. is that safe to say? Yes. All right, yeah. cool. So <laughs> now uh, you've got uh, two events coming up. We were just talking about this during the break. Uh, go ahead and give us an idea about what's what's coming up for Spartans Against Drunk Driving. Um, our first, ex- they coincide. One will be on Sunday the 24th, and, uh, which is uh, the Survivor Forum, where mm-hmm. Um, people can come and talk about their experiences and uh, with drunk driving. And, and then the event that's going to follow it is uh, Monday, the 25th of February, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a Buffalo Wild Wings fundraiser right here in East Lansing. And everyone that comes uh, to Buffalo Wild Wings that day that turns in one of these coupons is going to get 20% of their money sent to our group. And so it costs them nothing extra, and, you know, they just, like, uh, 
help us out as a you know a nice little deed. Hey, sounds pretty good. It's yeah. pretty easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now uh, we'll start with the uh, survivors forum. Now, uh, what what is what's that all about? What's how does that work? Um, a survivors forum is well, how we're doing it is mm-hmm. we uh, send an email about if anyone wanted to come and share their experiences, whether it be um, like if you yourself like were a hip or a victim of it or. Mm-hmm. Or knew someone that was, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, and talk about their experiences. Um, we're going to have about five speakers, and um, it's going to be about an hour and a long. It's going to be at the Wonders Kiva at 5 p.m. that Sunday, uh, okay. the 24th. And, uh, and uh, it's also open to uh, free speakers as well. Um, the way it works is uh, we've got these, like, registered speakers ahead of time so that we've got, like, uh, you know, like, at least five speakers that, that talk and we know um, can talk about the experience and have some you know, some uh, experience with talking already. Mm-hmm. And so they know what to say, and they can help people out and kind of open the forum up. And then after they're done, people can volunteer to come up and talk about their experience. Maybe they're um, a little bit more passionate about it after they hear these other people speak. And so it kind of, um, you know, gives them the ability to talk about their experiences as well. Sure, yeah. I'm sure it's a great way to sort of connect with people who've had some, yeah. some kind of similar experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, is this something you guys have done before? Is this uh, sort of new for, for the group? The group has, yeah, the group did it uh, the first time last Year. Oh, okay. Our and group was actually just established last year, so this oh. is our second time doing it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> second annual. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, so now, ha- have you have you adapted to something new? Maybe you thought last time, like, oh, it'd be great if we did this. I mean, is there something new that you're adding to this year's? Yeah, last year, um, it was it was just the free open forum uh, where people just volunteered, uh, kind of willy nilly, um, and it worked really well. Um, but this year we have the uh, registration for people who come in beforehand who have a little bit more experience talking about their uh, relations to drunk driving. That way it kind of like opens up uh, and facilitates other people in being able to talk about it. Sure. Now you mentioned you've got five speakers lined up already. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now uh, who, who have you got lined up? What, what what topics are they? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot you can talk about. Um, well, my sister, my sister will be one of them. She was hit by a drunk driver this oh. past summer. Um, so she, she actually spoke at the trial. So that's like her one, wow. her yeah. one previous speaking, <laughs> but she's basically just going to talk about what happened and how she had to relearn how to walk and all this stuff oh, wow. like that. So, um, and then we also have the uh, the chief of police of East Lansing, and he's going to come in and hopefully tell us a story about um, maybe t- one time where he had to respond to a uh, drunk driving call where someone was hit and heard about it, uh, and, and he had to come in and take care of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, it gets the other facet, the other perspective of the the view where, uh, you know, you're not just being hit by a drunk driver or maybe hitting someone as a drunk driver, but you're responding to it. You're seeing how it right. de- uh, affects people socially and legislatively and, um, you know, on a political basis too. Yeah, so. I'm sure from from their perspective too. That's unfo- an unfortunate, uh, you uh-huh. know, yeah. part of their job Very is having so. to see things like that more often. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to definitely be an interesting perspective. Yeah. 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 And uh, now, who, so you've got you're, you mentioned your sister's coming in, yeah. the chief of, of police of East Lansing. Yeah. Who else? Um, um, there's another guy named Josh who uh, he talked last year, and he was. Actually, the reason I became so passionate about the group and tried to become vice president this year was because I, I went to this event last year, and it really enlightened me and just made me want to just go, go to town on this uh, mm-hmm. subject, you know. And um, the speaker who really made it made it happen for me was Josh. And um, uh, he was actually a drunk driver, and mm-hmm. um, he hit someone, and he it, it changed his um, opinion about life. It changed his entire perspective, and he changed his goals about life, his major, everything he was doing with his life, just to cater towards trying to stop drunk driving. Wow! 
So wow. uh, that was the story. It's a pretty big impact. Yeah. Yeah. So he's coming back. Wow. I, yeah. I think that's going to be our uh, keynote for the night. I can say so. I mean, I'm already yeah. interested. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, pretty full plate as far as the Survivors Forum goes. And you mentioned, of course, you got a fundraising event coming right. up as well over at uh, B-Dubs. Now you mentioned mm-hmm. there's uh, uh, coupons. And how do folks get these coupons? Okay. Um, we've got a Facebook group. We've also got a website and an email address. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're so, hitting all the bases. Yeah, we're, we're everywhere. You know? So uh, if you go to um, www googlepages.spartansagainstdrunkdriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long one. Uh, finish it with .com, and uh, it isn't, should be up there. Isn't there a one in there? Um, no, we took that. You we took, took it out. That. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, there's, there's a coupon posted right on the main page. There's also all the information about how to get involved in the group, where our meetings are, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're all in all open, welcoming for everyone. Yeah, so. and if anyone goes to the Facebook group, it's like right. It's like a one of the photos, and you just down, you know, print off the page right there, and it has a coupon for that. And then also, you get five free rings, uh, f- five free ring wings on a, like a different visit. So. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're making it pretty easy for people to uh, really stock up at uh, B Dubs. Exactly. Yeah. And you, said, and you said 20% of their of their bill for the night goes to, goes yep. to benefit all, you folks? All day. Wow, that's that's a really good deal. So uh, be hungry for some wings that day, guys. Of course, yeah, really, on uh, Monday the 25th, right? Yep. Yes. All day. Wow, that's a pretty good deal. And are you folks, uh, you gonna be, are you going to be actually at mm-hmm. V-Dubs as well? Yes. You know, you got like a table set up? What's the what's the situation there? Uh, we'll be on shifts with our sweat. We have hoodies, oh. so you'll mm-hmm. be able to tell, but we'll be walking around. You know, hanging out, talking to people, you know, maybe asking them if they have any experiences with it or how they feel about the subject. And uh, mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out, spreading the word, um, you know, getting some awareness out there. Excellent. Yeah. So. It's a pretty good way, pretty fun way to fundraise, I oh, guess. Yeah. Just sitting, uh, you know. I think yeah. the Pistons are playing that day, too, so hopefully watch the Pistons <laughs> game. You, know? That's, you picked the right day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to, to get an idea, I mean, you mentioned this is a pretty new group. Uh, was, was there a... Was there a catalyst for starting this group? Was there something that happened with with uh, some of the members, or what, what? What was the reason for starting up Spartans Against Drunk Driving? Um, last year, it really started because this girl Amy Gnotek, uh, she was an education major and uh, she was a senior here, and she uh, she became really passionate about the subject. She, I think, she had some friends who were maybe impacted by the. Uh, by drunk driving, mm. and uh, she got together with uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, talked to them about it, established the group, um, and she picked up a, a vice president, um, Matt Virgilio, who was a James Madison senior, and uh, they worked together, and he kind of dealt with, like, the political aspect of it, and she dealt with, like, the social aspect, and mm. they worked very well, and uh, the group just took off. So wow. I think that's the story of the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're sort of like a model to other universities now as a UMAD chapter. Yeah. Not, so. Okay. Now, and, and have you seen, I mean, have you seen a pretty uh, strong interest in the group? How has it, it uh, grown since it started? I would say we've uh, we've had a lot more people coming out. Um, we have uh, at the beginning of the group we had a lot of people who would come to maybe one meeting a month or one meeting uh, a semester or so and just see what's happening. But um, now we've got a lot of people who come back. We've got regulars. We've got the chief of police of East Lansing is actually a member of this group. Oh, we've wow. uh, we have MSU police department always send a representative, and uh, so we've got some like adult perspective. We've got advisors. We've got um, a grown e board now as well. So. The group has really evolved from its starting point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, and it sounds great that you're getting so much involvement from like the the, the East Lansing community, not just on campus. Oh yeah, you know. for sure. Um, now, I mean, you mentioned that of course you've gotten attention from from the police department. Is have is are there other folks within the community that are starting to to, to take notice of uh, of stu- uh, Spartans against drunk driving? Yeah, um, all the all the communities. Like, um, we went to me and the president uh, last semester went to this. Uh, 
drinking uh, conference, and hmm. there was a bunch of different people, different community outreaches and stuff, and we got our name out there, and people were really interested in knowing what we were doing what we're, and how we were impacting the community. Also, um, I went to a, a CATS meeting in Jackson, which is the Capital Area Transportation oh, yeah. meeting, and like um, I talked to all the Jackson County, like, representatives of the police departments about the different programs and things we're trying to do to um, impact the community, and they're going to help see. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. I yeah. mean, now, just to kind of, I mean, I'm assuming just a devil's advocate sort of end. I mean, have you have you seen responses from folks that, you know, like, think that you're out to kind of kill their, their fun about drinking or anything like that? Or has it been mostly positive? What's the reaction? Uh, we have seen a little bit of it, but uh, we try to keep our, our mind on the bright side and uh, just kind of look towards the positive end of everything and uh, just know that we're making just a little bit of difference and uh, every little bit helps, you know? Yeah, for sure. sure. But there there has been the negative uh, comments um, from, from some people, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean... You know, you just work as hard as you can to avoid that and do everything you can to sure. counter that, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know you're doing the right thing anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's an important thing to point out, though. I mean, this is, you know, the, the point of your group, it seems, to, to, to minimize the negative effects of, yeah. of exactly. that excessive drinking or, of, of you know, drinking and, and not being responsible, I suppose. Yeah. So Just that's, basically to think. Yeah, mm-hmm. think before you drink. Before you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's a good slogan. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Trademark that tonight. <laughs> well, now, just to recap, in case anyone just joined us, you've got, of course, you've got the Survivors Forum coming up on uh, Sunday the 24th, the fundraiser over at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings coming up on uh, Monday the 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you'd like to leave folks with uh, as far as uh, Spartans Against Drunk Driving is concerned? Uh <laughs> feel more than welcome to join us at either of these events or, uh, you know, a meeting or so. Uh, we meet in the basement of Wilson uh, mm-hmm. every other Sunday at 7 o'clock. Yep. And if you want more information, feel free to email, to, email us at SpartansAgainstDrunkDriving at gmail.com. Excellent. Yep. And, of course, you've got the Facebook. You've also got, uh, was it, I mean, if I remember correctly, googlepages.com slash SpartansAgainstDrunkDriving. <laughs> yeah. That was it. All wow. right. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely great ways. And, of course, uh, all of the uh, the coupons that you mentioned available on any of those uh, uh, venues. Yep. You know, Contact uh, any of us. We'll send you it right away. Absolutely. <laughs> Email, Facebook, website. Got it all covered. So uh, thanks so much for coming in, guys. It's been yeah. great. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. And best of luck with your event. Uh, we're going to take another short break, and we'll be back with our last segment here on Impact Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that? Smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89 Second Play. 
We, the Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to exposure. Well, we also fact, want to call you Chuck. Is that cool? <laughs> well, you just you just called me Chuck on air because we are back. How about that? Oh, <laughs> yes, we are back with Impact Exposure. <laughs> that was uh, Julia just uh, laying down the rules for uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to embarrass you. I couldn't resist. <laughs> that but, was uh, a little embarrassing. Of course, Julia, Marissa, and Amy are all here for uh, to talk about uh, vagina monologues uh, coming up later on this month. Actually, later on this week mm-hmm. here on the mm-hmm. MSU campus. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by, everybody. Not a problem. Thanks for having us. So now in case uh, anybody's been living under a rock lately, what <laughs> what is vagina monologues? Well, the Vagina Monologues are the show that is um, propelled by V-Day, um, and it's a movement to raise awareness for um, violence against women and girls. Mm-hmm. And the show reveals things about sexual assault, domestic violence, and um, things about good, healthy sexual relationships, too. But what it really does is it gets people talking about vaginas and mm-hmm. gets people talking about women's sexuality because it's still kind of a taboo. and. So the show talks about these things in a really healthy way and in a way that gets a dialogue going so that people feel more comfortable with it. And it can be, you know, so that, you know, when things are good with the vagina, you know, people are like, yes, great. But then when things are bad, they can still come forward and talk sure, about it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, we had uh, someone we had uh, sex exposure last week, of course, we're talking about uh, right, vagina yes. monologues as well. And I think uh, someone made the point that, you know, if, if you can't talk about it when things are good. That was what about me. Things- that was you. OK. <laughs> I was, that really, that really stuck in my brain. So that was definitely a that was definitely a good thing to say. Uh, and of course, your your shirt I can't help but notice yeah. made in vagina. We are all made in vagina. <laughs> Those t-shirts will be sold at the show. Oh, excellent! Mm-hmm. Great. So you know, you could catch a show, get a great shirt out That's of it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. So now, of course, you mentioned this is all in support of, of V Day as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and now, is, is, is the the primary goal just to raise awareness about violence against women? Is there a fundraising element to it as well? Well, we are raising money for a charity. We're giving it to MSU Safe Place. Hmm. So all proceeds, everything that we make, T-shirt sales, everything will be going to MSU Safe Place. Okay. Now, just giving a people idea, what is MSU Safe Place? Well, they help uh, women around, women and children in the East Lansing area on campus hmm. um, with domestic violence issues, counseling. Mm-hmm. It's a place women and children can go to if they need to get out of their home situation. They can go and they have beds beds there that they can stay at. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so just maybe like an overnight thing mm-hmm. or an extended situation? Or, yeah, or extended days. They also um, offer police protection for women to go back into their homes and get their belongings if they need to. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, of course, I haven't had any connection to that, but I have to assume that's a pretty tricky situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, that's, that's fantastic. Now, uh, the, as far as the, the event is concerned, as far as vagina monologues goes, are, are the, the speakers will be folks from around the, this area, from around the Lansing area, or Michigan, or who's, who's coming to the speak? The cast members? Yeah. The majority of the cast are students at MSU. Okay. Uh, there are a couple alumni. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we had some Somebody that worked at Olin, actually a cast member, and we've also mm-hmm. had teachers in the past uh, too, not this year, but it's the majority is MSU students. 
And how do you find, how do you get folks to get involved? I'm sure you don't have to look yeah. too far. But. We do auditions. We uh, wallpaper the campus with mm-hmm. audition info. And then we had an amazing turnout this year. And we narrowed it down to 30 girls. And then oh. we meet once a week for rehearsal. And then now, are, are, do people pick their own scripts? Are they sort of assigned or write? We, or how does that work? Yeah, we um, we figure out like how how comfortable the person is like with the show, with um, their audition and everything. And we, we pick parts for them. And um, usually they end up being pretty good fits. And, and people find um, a voice that they didn't know they had like through the monologue. And it mm. it's often like will speak to them personally. And, and so it can really be great at opening up even the cast members' eyes. So they, they pick uh, scripts that, that have been sort of written or performed previously and they, they can, that I can identify with? Is that well, right? Well, the script that we have from uh, vday.org, it's, it's very... Um, specific in, in the monologues that we have to do. So we, we assign uh, cast members to those monologues that, mm-hmm. that V-Day gives us. And Amy's in the cast this year. As, oh, okay. uh, we, we split up the Vagina Workshop, which is one of the monologues, into four people um, telling one woman's story. And that's the it's one the that Amy's doing done this that. year. Yes. Okay. So why don't you, Amy, why don't you give us an idea about what that is? The, the Vagina Workshop. Of the course, Vagina Workshop. certainly catches the ear. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> The Vagina Workshop is a monologue that's based on a woman's story who um, actually goes to a vagina workshop for the basis of learning how to pleasure herself. Right. Um, <laughs> and she previously does not know how to do this and mm-hmm. talks about how she has absolutely no experience with her vagina and um, no knowledge, no personal knowledge on the subject. She talks about how all of her knows it's on it is um (laughs) yeah i like that word um is hearsay or invention Mm. and through the workshop she um kind of really discovers her own sexuality so that's that's pretty much what's about and it's it's pretty funny too and amy's is um i'm sorry amy's uh, monologue is usually told by one person but it's quite long and we've had it in the show every year that marissa and i have been involved Mm -hmm. we wanted to try something different to really get the point across so we tried it with four girls this year and it's still one person's story Mm -hmm. but it's told by four different voices so we hope that the impact is different really hits people this year now what do you hope that that brings to it i mean breaking it up like that we hope that it brings a new voice to it because um some people do come to the show every year and they see the majority of the monologues are the same told by different women Mm -hmm. but we wanted to draw something to this monologue because we don't want it to be overlooked it's an important monologue and we hope that doing it differently this year might make people listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a you know sort of like I mentioned before, sort of an ear catching you know yes, uh, subject. I mean, what mm-hmm. other subjects are, are you covering here? I mean, we kind of glossed over some of the the, the general themes, but what are some of the yeah. more specific ones? Well, um, the first official monologue of the show is hair, and it talks about a woman and her relationship with her now ex husband, mm. and how he um, he hated her her hair on her vagina and he made her shave it and she had a huge problem with it and he cheated on her and all of these things in her relationship and she realized that it wasn't about the relationship it was about her you know respecting herself Mm -hmm. and so she learned something about herself through that experience there um there's some about there's a woman who meets a guy and he's really boring and it turns out that he helps her to love her vagina there are a few, like the Vagina Workshop, where it's just about self-realization. Um, one written by Eve Ensler, um, I was there in the room, talks about birth and the mm. vagina. Um, and some of them are a little bit a little bit more abstract. Like there's Wear and Say, which asks, like, if your vagina got dressed, what would it wear? What would it talk about? And, you know, talking about your vagina and your sexuality in ways that aren't, you know, it's not just like, 
what, you know, what does it look like? What does it smell like? And sure. it's, you know, talking about it in ways that make you think more creatively about it, like you would any other thing about your life. You know, it, mm-hmm. it can help women, you know, start up that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Is there an element there of, of uh, sort of combating that double standard that, that men can talk about oh, their, their penises absolutely. but not mm-hmm. women? I mean, is, is, that, mm-hmm. is that fair well, to say? Well, everyone always says, why isn't there a penis monologue? I was just going to say <laughs> And we say, well, there is every other day of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. want like one evening for vaginas. Thank you. I think yeah. that's certainly fair and, uh, you know, possibly more. Why not? <laughs> we do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now this is not the first vagina monologues on campus, right? Oh, no. No, I... I don't actually even know how many years it's been going it's, on. We've been involved, Marissa and myself, for three years. We okay. were cast members our sophomore year, and then we've been directing for two years. Um, before that, though, I don't even know. At least yeah. ten years, I would think. It, yeah, it's... I don't know how many years consecutively, but I do know right. that it's been a staple on campus for a sure. while. Mm-hmm. And now, what what attracted you folks initially to, to the Vagina Monologues? I'm sure it's different between all of you. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Well, um, in high school, I did drama with a girl that uh, graduated the year before me. She got mm-hmm. involved here on campus. And then as soon as I came, she was telling me all about the show, and she was actually directing. So I came out. I dragged Marissa with me. Mm-hmm. We both auditioned. And then she stepped down as director the next year, and now she's actually in the cast with us this year as a wow. cast member. So yeah, that's our good it was friend just Lori Carlin. Lori Carlin. Well, plug, nice. <laughs> so now, I mean, you mentioned that you were, are you still in the drama school or? No, um, this is actually not connected with the MSU theater. Oh, I meant you personally. Or oh, is... no. Well, oh. I took a couple drama classes, oh, but yeah, I'm not a theater major. Or gotcha. Like now, that. Well, how did, so how did uh, this connect to, to being in those drama classes? I mean, this is, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't just performing, you know, mm-hmm. a, a standard play. I mean, this is a little more soul-bearing. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, does... it's definitely different. Um, I'm a women's... Uh... Studies? Studies. <laughs> but what's the actual program called? Women's Studies Specialization? Yeah. Well, that's my specialization. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I took a couple drama classes, and it seemed to just connect these two things that I'm so passionate about. Mm-hmm. So that's what drew me into it, and then it really brought out that interest for me even more. Mm-hmm. It's different from a traditional play because it's not—it's not one story; it's a collection of stories, and mm-hmm. it is more like storytelling mm-hmm. than it mm-hmm. is about taking on this whole other character and yeah. being this whole other person. Sure. Mm-hmm. The point is to tell another woman's stories, and um, during the monologue, we're actually standing in front of our microphones and we are holding um, note cards. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> to just to just to symbolize that these aren't our stories, but these are the stories of of other women, and mm-hmm. I'm sure the reason the stories are in the show is because they're so universal and can reach so many people. Right. And it's so, mm-hmm. it's so funny, because during different... There's the last monologue in the, in the show is um, the woman that loved to make vaginas happy, which is about a female <laughs> sex worker uh-huh. um, who is a dominatrix, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so she goes through a, her story, and then at the end there's a series of moans. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, <laughs> those are quite popular, which, which are great, but so many times, like there'll be a moan and there'll be a lot of laughter. And then all of a sudden you hear that, that's you girl. <laughs> yeah. Some so, crowd participation. Yeah, yeah. So it really relates a lot to, to everybody in the audience. Yeah. Everybody who comes takes, takes something home with them from the show. And of course, mentioning the audience, uh, we were talking about this on sex exposure, uh, not just women who are invited, uh, men no. as well. Oh yeah. So now, exactly. what do you, I mean, of course that might surprise some people. What, what do you, what is it that men would get out of a performance from the vagina monologues? I, almost, I mean, like it's really important for men to be there. I was, uh, when I was a cast member, I was scared to ask my dad to come mm-hmm. Yeah. and he's come every single year. He's in the first row this year oh. and I couldn't believe that two of his favorites, uh, were cunt 
mm-hmm. where they talk about the word cunt and reclaiming it and mm-hmm. making it theirs again, the women's. And he liked the moaner at the end. He liked all the moans. He thought it was hilarious. He wanted to meet the cast members at the end. So it, you'd be surprised sure. what people get out of it. Yeah, and I know my boyfriend has been there every year that we've that I've been involved, and it he gets a kick out of it. He enjoys it, and you know he also really starts getting messages that he might not think about really critically, like you know domestic violence, sexual mm-hmm. abuse, and. You know, it's right there on the stage, and you know you can't close your eyes to it like sure, that. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you mentioned uh, you know a couple of the the subjects right there. I mean, how do you how do you blend sort of you know sort of the more I guess I don't want to say fun. It, was make, mm-hmm. it makes it sound like it's not something important, but some of the lighter subjects and some of the some of the heavier ones too. I mean, how do you how do you blend something like that? I feel like it. I feel like it comes kind of naturally because things like that they are funny and they are horrible and they are wonderful and terrible and all these things all at once. You know, like um, if you've experienced like you know maybe domestic violence and you move past it and you can almost you can almost laugh about it like mm-hmm. one day. And I think a lot of these stories they they bring you the good with the bad and the bad with the good. And I think it's it's really just a reflection of life and how. Yeah, you could be joking around with your girlfriends and say, oh, yeah, you know, if my vagina got dressed, I'd wear a tutu, ha, ha, ha. Sure. But there are also the really serious things that you have to talk about, too. And I think the show, I think the show does that in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Amy, you're performing. Um, are, are, the other, are you two involved in it as well, like in, in the same way that Amy is, or are you going more behind the we're, scenes? We're behind the scenes. We're d- actually directing the girls. We try to um, help them find a voice in their monologue. Um, some technical things. Mm-hmm. We actually blend into the audience during the actual show, and then Marissa and myself come on at the end to talk about where the proceeds will be going. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And now, how, I mean, how do you compare? I mean, you, you were in it before, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming Marissa, you were in it as right, well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you compare? You know, being being on stage oh, versus being off. It's amazing. I Marissa and I talk about this all the time. We got so much more out of the show when we were in the director's chairs because you really have to look at each monologue in a completely mm. different way mm-hmm. in order to help these girls find their voice in it. So, the connection to the show that I, I have is it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's I mean, be really hard to let it go at the end of this year. And I'm not going to lie, it's it is a lot of hard work because we we oh, do yeah. organize it, set it up, meet with mm. the our sponsors, ASMSU and Women's do Council. Do all the PR work. We get in, you know, we connect with the benefactor, a safe place this year, and. It's it's a lot of work, but it it is so worth it in the end when you see the audience and mm-hmm. how it affects them, and you see you know what the cast is getting from it and how mm-hmm. meaningful it is to people, and just just talking to one person and hearing them say like this has changed me that it's amazing that is what it is about. Yeah. I think that um, um one of the girls in the cast, Danielle, said it best the first kind of meet and greet we had that being in the vagina monologue she's heard has ranked right up there with study abroad as far as wow. how much it changes your life and your mm-hmm. perspective of the world. Mm-hmm. And I've never studied abroad, but it's totally changed me as a person. It's gotten me so much more involved in my community. And personally, it makes it really hard to hate anybody. Hmm. Because That's a good every, thing to, to, yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> has a story, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody has right. a story. When the UN tells you that one in three women will experience some form of sexual or domestic violence in their lifetime, worldwide right. mm-hmm. it affects everybody mm-hmm. so you really can't bury your head in the sand with mm-hmm. issues like these yeah. yeah and i think it's a really it sounds like it's a very honest show i think that's something that people can easily yeah. connect with well and that's one thing about the show too is you know when you say one in three women will experience sexual assault like you see that in the room during rehearsal oh, like yeah. there are mm-hmm. women who have friends or they themselves have experienced something and i you know i've had experiences in my family with domestic violence so like it can hit really hard for some people and other people. It just, it, that's where the change comes. So sure. it, 
It has a lot of different ways of touching your life. I don't want, I, I'd love to keep going on, but we are just about out of time. I want to thank you all for being here. Thank of you course, for having uh, us. Certainly. Vagina Monologues, uh, Friday, February 15th at 8 p.m. And again, Saturday, then uh, February 16th, 8 p.m. as well. Uh, information available uh, on the WhartonCenter.com website. Uh, the, of course, tickets are available there. And more information on V-Day is available at vday.org. Uh, this has been Impact Exposure. I want to thank you for joining us. Of course, if you missed any of tonight's show, you can check it out at uh, impact89fm.org under our podcast section. We're going to throw things over now to the Progressive Torch and Twang, easily one of the best shows we've got here on The Impact. Uh, Good night, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.